Welcome to Gay Expectations. We've been expecting you. I'm Nicole Keeping. And I'm Diana BTs. Today on the podcast, we talked about what we got up to this weekend, the queer history of The Little Mermaid, our sexual awakenings, some high school drama, and we discussed some red flags in dating. Hello, welcome to Gay Expectations. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole Keeping. And I am Diana BTs. How are you all doing today? I know we are thriving. You are having a hangover, even though you haven't drank for two days. Mm-hmm. It's the two-day hangover. Why don't you tell us about your Friday, which led to you feeling this way today? Friday. Well, it was St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. I think y'all will be hearing this a couple weeks after, but this mm-hmm. Friday was just St. Patrick's Day. And I had three gigs, and I am so tired, but they were <laughs> so fun. Um, on Friday morning, we had sex toy bingo at Dow. So we stood on the stage and plucked bingo numbers for a good two hours straight, uh, standing in heels. But I can't complain too much because Queera was standing in roller skates the entire time. Oh my god. <laughs> I saw Queer later that night, and yeah. she was also wearing roller skates. Yeah. She just was wearing roller skates the whole day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and in between those gigs, they came back to my place, and we just laid on the couch for hours. Um, and then we went to Shamrock and Roll at uh, The Loft, which was a very fun show. And then after that was Haven in the same room, so it was a 15-hour drag marathon. And I am going to be exhausted for like three weeks. (laughs) That autistic burnout. Yes. It is real. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you were, because we came to Haven, my partner and I, um, I guess, no, it was still technically the loft at that Mm -hmm. point because the drag show was still happening. Um, and so then Haven was afterwards and you were so out of it. I don't know if I, you were like, I am having a, but we would be on the dance floor. You'd be like, I hate this. (laughs) 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 Just... The DJ was really great that night, too. It was too. so good. And so we were like, just, yeah, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Because I, I was uh, in between introducing people during the show. I would come on stage, have a bunch of energy, and then I would go around the corner and just lay flat on the ground with my head <laughs> up to the ground. And I would have like a three-minute break, and I would hear the music end, and then I would get back up and be like, hello, everyone. Oh, man. Yep. I'm going to be sleeping for weeks and weeks. You are a great host, though. Thank you so much. I think you do a really great job of hyping everyone up. I love hosting. And introducing. I'd say I might even like hosting better than performing, which I love performing, but mm-hmm. hosting is like, ooh, everybody has to sit and listen to me speak, and I have a captive audience, kind of like the audience we have here. Because <laughs> yeah. I only saw your last number, it was since you've been gone, mm-hmm. right? And you did two numbers that night? Yeah. What was your other one? I did... I believe in a thing called love by the darkness. I don't think I know that one. Uh, it was popular in like the mid two thousands. Oh, you'll have to listen to it. So it's I was like song. five. So <laughs> I love saying <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to do when you're like, oh, this thing happened in two thousand three, and I was like, so I was four years old then. I, and you, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you don't. No, I no. Um, yeah, I don't know that song, but we were at the open stage first, mm-hmm. and then ran, I was like, we gotta go to Haven, mm-hmm. gotta go see mom perform. 
<laughs> and tell me about the open stage. How was it? It's the first one I've ever missed since it started, and I just want to hear all about it. Well, we only were there for the first four numbers, because right. Emma went fourth. Yes. <laughs> sorry, Colin went fourth. Emma mm. was not there that yeah. day. <laughs> uh, who is Emma again, actually? Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, Colin was fourth in line. Um, it was really fun. It was also hard for me to really see very much because I was sat at the bar. Like mm-hmm. we didn't, we wanted to sit closer to the door so we could run yep. out without causing too much of a ruckus. Um, so L performed first, mm-hmm. and what I saw was great. I didn't see much of it, mm-hmm. um, but what I saw, I was like, wow, that is an entertainer. Like she's really great at just like really holding on to her audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, L does that. Yeah. And then there was. Um, a bit of a technical issue with the first performer mm-hmm. where you could like hear the music starting from like the phone but not through the speakers okay. so very quietly you could hear that big speech from euphoria that's oh. like i don't i haven't seen euphoria but i know the audio from tiktok where it's, it's like when they're fighting over somebody cheating on somebody right th- she's like yes i'm dating nate jacobs and i've never ever been happier right like, right, right. Yeah. that yeah. that whole thing mm-hmm. Um, and then also her wig fell off during that number. Oh, no. So it was just like kind of the stars were not aligned yeah, for that yeah, yeah. for that performance. Yeah. But I, like everything else was like fantastic. She was doing all kinds of tricks and Yo. kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was awesome. Now the second and third one I don't remember as much. I was also really trying to get my drink gone before yeah. we had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I'm not leaving a uh-huh. single drop here for this alcohol that I did not pay for. Yeah. <laughs> it is getting in my stomach. And then for Emma, I just like kind of got up to the front and was like, "Hi, do you mind if I stand here? <laughs> my partner's going next." <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, go for it." Um, so that was really fun. Emma did. Sorry, Colin did such a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the song? Well, they um, did the song. They did the same song. Yes, at right, Marshall, because right? then yeah. they were able to go and do it as like a um, a surprise performance yeah. at the Shamrock and Roll after. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, the crowds at both very different crowds. Yeah. yeah, the open stage crowd is always just like the best crowd you're ever going to have. Yeah, it's always lovely there. And for anybody who's not following right now, we are talking about the open stage that Onomatopoeia. Yes. Um, hosts usually about or. Like not, once not a month ish? Yeah, once a month, m- once every two months. Yeah. And so that's how I started drag, is I went to the first open stage about a year ago, and it's just the most lovely event in the entire world. Um, I will definitely be attending next time. <laughs> uh, I think I don't I don't know if I'll be performing. I think I'll I think I'll I'll think I'll I'll attend the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you'll just go out of drag, you think? Yeah, or? I think so. Mm. Nice. Anyway, yeah. What an what a wild night. I got to see some people, um, like Emma's dinner theater coworkers. Yeah. A bunch of them came. Oh, well, I to don't. The yeah, oh, I don't think they knew. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knew that Emma was going to be. There. I think it was just like a fun Uh-oh. accident, um, or maybe they planned it. I don't know. Um, one of them there has this thing for haunted dolls. <laughs> okay. So, the like other Annabelle. friends kind of. Okay. She has this inst- uh, this TikTok for her haunted doll. I love that. It's 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 a, it's kind of everything. It's a little scary, but uh-huh. it's <laughs> it's adorable too. Um, anyway, so the other friends were like, "Oh, we brought your Christmas present for mm-hmm. you," and it was this. It's like a little Santa Claus doll, but the face is like a busted porcelain thing <laughs> with all of this like it was like pale white with all this like different black makeup kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain it, but she was so obsessed with it. I was like, at the open stage? <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to want to perform next. Yeah. Like, 
Annabelle's oh. gonna vogue the house down. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Megan. Have you seen Megan? No, I haven't seen Megan. Oh, it's pretty good. I've heard that the gays love Megan. Yeah, and I heard the same thing. It was very popular with the gays, so I assumed it would be more inherently gay. Mm. It's not. It's not like overtly queer. You had some gay expectations. I did have say. some gay expectations. <laughs> yes, good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's the thing. Gays will, well, because for so long we didn't have anything, mm-hmm. we just like had to kind of latch on to anything that was like, like super feminine yes, or yeah. out there. Actual, I also gay coding mm-hmm. um, is the big thing. So they're like, they're not gay. It's like you just don't know how to read the signs, mm-hmm. like Ursula, baby. Yeah, I'm like, because <laughs> Ursula is based on divine, right? That's really? Yeah. I had no idea. From The Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. yeah, her whole design was taken from literally Divine, I think, in Pink Flamingos. That's so cool. Right? I had no idea. I know. I'm... And now that you mention it, yeah, they are the exact same. Yeah. Just one is a sea creature. That The Little Mermaid is super queer. Do you know about um, Howard Ashman? Nope. Oh my god. So this is going to be the Howard Ashman podcast okay, now. Okay, let's do it. So Howard Ashman, I am obsessed with this person um have you ever heard of the musical little shop of horrors okay so howard ashman was the lyricist for that Mm -hmm. um and alan menken was the composer they um that was kind of like their first big break i think i think they had written some things together before but that was like their first big hit Mm -hmm. um so martin what are you can you get him down from there please (laughs) he doesn't eat plants i just don't trust what he's (coughs) He just looks mischievous. <laughs> so Howard Ashman is a gay, um, a gay composer, lyricist, super into drama. You can actually watch a documentary about him on Disney Plus. Um, that, to be honest, I couldn't. I wasn't super into it only because it was all like pictures and talking, but no videos of the actual oh, people. That's so I was like, for me, dog. yeah, like I was like, I'm, I'm glad I'm learning, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Howard Ashman wrote um the little mermaid and it's supposed to be like kind of based on his experience as a gay man um in the 80s right okay. so little mermaid right mm-hmm. wants it feels like where she's living right now isn't right for her uh-huh. right wanting to be somewhere else like kind of wanting to change herself mm-hmm. losing her voice it's just like all kind of how he felt so that really yes. um I love that. yeah they are actually pretty much solely responsible for the whole Disney renaissance. That movie they made, Disney was, like, broke. Mm-hmm. Like, they are bankrupt, I think, just about, um, before The Little Mermaid. And then the, the music is what you remember from these mm-hmm. things, right? They did the music for The Little Mermaid first, then Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Um, I think, actually, Aladdin was the last one Howard Ashman got to work on, and because he died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alan Menken... Who was like his best friend, literally brought the keyboard into the hospital on his deathbed, and they were writing the music together oh. before he died. Isn't that tragic? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never seen The Little Mermaid, honestly. Really? Yeah, because it was like a girly movie, and you were like not allowed to watch it. Or? Not that it wasn't allowed, but it just wasn't like provided for me. Hmm. Like I had Lion King and Aladdin, and like maybe the more mask Disney. Hercules. Yeah. (laughs) Hercules is why I'm gay. (laughs) I mean, fair. I don't think Hercules was one of those ones I watched till I was like in high school, maybe. Mm -hmm. But Megara? Oh. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, I've, I've heard that story from many different <laughs> people who are now uh, yeah, queer. <laughs> who are now Limperous. Um, Izzy Limperous. <laughs> That's a really great name. It is. It's one of my favorite names. Who are some other childhood, um, maybe cartoons, that you saw that helped you realize who you are? Sailor Moon. I've never seen Sailor Moon. Oh my god. I know. Well, so there's a, like, every episode when Sailor Moon transforms into Sailor Moon, there's, like, this, like dance she does like a dance sequence almost not actually but it's like she spins around and it's magical and gay and i would be in front of that tv every single time ready following along (laughs) twirling my imaginary scepter oh my god so there wasn't any like i guess super masculine cartoons that made you think "Mm, (laughs) yum Mm, it was more like i want to be sailor moon well, actually, that reminds me of a story that I told on the first episode of the podcast. The lost episode. The lost episode that is not usable, <laughs> unfortunately. Womp womp. But I'll retell it again here today. Please. So, the way, my first memory of being interested in men, I was about six years old, and I was downstairs watching the family TV, and a Bowflex infomercial came on. Yes! <laughs> and just those big, beefy men working out, my little six-year-old brain was like, what is going on here on this day? <laughs> and that really stuck with me. It's like that feeling you're like, hmm, why, why do I feel tingly? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the Hex Girls in Scooby-Doo is a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like everyone kind of says that one. Um, also, like, Kim, like, oh, pretty much everyone in Kim Possible. Okay. Um, that one doesn't really help. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, I think the biggest one is probably Esmeralda in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've seen it, but I don't remember anything about her. She's got these, like, big green eyes and this gorgeous hair, and she's a dancer. She's, like, literally in this movie, mm-hmm. she does this, like, sexy dance in a red two-piece. Okay, that's ringing a bell. With a tambourine, and she's, like, basically pole dancing. And I was just like, <laughs> what is that melody? <laughs> I watched, that was one of those ones, that one in Mulan, I watched almost every day. Yeah. I definitely had a phase where I watched Mulan, I think, every day. Which is one of the gayest Disney movies. Isn't Harvey Firestein in that one? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he plays one of the like one of the guys in the army who mm-hmm. Mulan becomes friends with. I only saw Mulan once as a kid. I think I wasn't what? a big fan. You know they I get would... in drag at the end of that. What did you say? You know they get in drag at the end of that. I guess Do they're they? kind of. I mean, kind of. She's in drag the whole time. Yeah. But at the end, to break into the palace to save the emperor, mm-hmm. literally those three men who she became friends with in the military camp, they all go in drag to like break in well, I guess and distract. Watch. <laughs> it is so good. I love Mulan. Um, I love the music. I don't think Howard Ashman and Al Menken did the music for that one, but I might double check. Um. Yeah, it's it's excellent. I am obsessed. I wasn't really a big fan. Oh, I've never really been a big fan of movies, just because of my attention span. Right. So even as a kid, I would much more. I would much prefer to watch like half hour long TV shows. Right. Um, the only time I would ever watch movies is when like somebody I was with would be like, "Oh, we should watch a movie," and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I guess." <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna make me. <laughs> But then when I turned like 13, I got really obsessed with horror movies. Right. Like The Ring and like The Grudge and all those very 
generic movies that all came out at once mm -hmm. and I loved those but it was only because I felt like I was doing something bad like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be watching these horror movies and it just felt so like rebellious to be watching them but then once I got over that novelty then I was back to not watching movies mm, but you like horror shows now right yeah yeah um I was a big fan of American Horror Story when it started um I liked that what were we talking about before House on Haunted Hill Oh, The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> Haunting of Hill House. There's House on Haunted Hill as a movie. Yes. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House. Nice. Yeah, I love that. That's It's really great. I like Bly Manor more. Mm -hmm. I think we talked a little bit about that yeah. in person, not, not on the podcast, though. Um, Bly Manor, the representation is just so lovely to mm -hmm. see. Um, it's like a very diverse cast. And I just find the story flows a little bit smoother. Okay. In Bly Manor, where, like, Hill House, they jump around a lot, and mm -hmm. because they don't really look different in some of the time jumps, I would find it confusing. Like, I've watched it maybe three or four times now, so, like, now I get it. Mm -hmm. But the first time I was like, wait, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, I see. It's We're back to the before he wrote the book, and mm -hmm. now we're two years later after he wrote the book, so no one looks any different. And I didn't, you know, it's yeah. just like... That's a lot for my little my little self to to pay attention to. <laughs> I love any sort of story that has like it plays with time, mm. um, whether that's like time travel or like using it as like a mechanism to tell the story. Like Westworld, did you watch Westworld? No, I didn't. But I had an ex who really wanted me to watch Westworld, so maybe it's a gay thing. So I would not recommend watching it. <laughs> the first two seasons are a masterpiece. But it doesn't tell a full story, and then the third and fourth season are horrible, and then the final season didn't get made. It got cancelled. Right. So there's no resolution, no... It just gets worse and worse until the end where it doesn't answer any questions. Mm -hmm. But the first season, spoiler <laughs> alert, you it doesn't ever explicitly say it in the first part of the season, but like there's two timelines going on that appear to be going on at the same time. Oh. But then you realize one character from one timeline is the same person in a different timeline, just so, grown up. Okay. Yeah, so I think like there's like a 30 year difference or so between the two timelines, but the whole first season has not apparent. It's just like You think it's two different confusing. people. You never really feel like you know what's going on until the end where you're like, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that anything like that, I'll watch that for hours and hours and hours. Did you ever watch Doctor Who? No, I've, <gasps> I have, I have. I, I've tried several times, but it just doesn't grab me for some reason. What season did you start with? It was the start of a new Doctor. I remember that. And I'd say it was probably made in like 2010-ish. Was the Doctor kind of bald with big ears? Maybe. Because <laughs> the, um, there's like, you know, the older original mm -hmm. Doctor Who that yeah. went on forever and ever and ever. And then there's the start where it was like Russell T. Davies, I think his mm -hmm. name is. Where he started with the ninth Doctor, and like Billy Piper was in it, and Christopher Eccleston played that Doctor. He had like that's a, the one I watched. Yeah, so that's the first season of like the new Doctor mm -hmm. Who, I guess. And I I like that one. Um, I think you know you always remember your first. Yes, <laughs> and of he course. was you know the first Doctor that I watched because I mean I was young um, when that was coming out. And then David Tennant as the Doctor with Billy Piper. Mm. I don't think I understood sexual tension. <laughs> Until I watched that, I was like, I, I was like, get together. <laughs> I want them to kiss in front of me. <laughs> Did you watch Sherlock? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of sexual tension. <laughs> oh my god. No. Between uh, Sherlock and Watson? Watson? <laughs> Watson? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one. And 
Andrew Scott in that? Andrew so good. Scott. He plays Moriarty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's in Fleabag, too, which I know I have to see. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Fleabag yet. He I plays just... the hot priest, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Moriarty. It's... I knew I knew him from somewhere. Emma showed me the first episode of White Lotus last night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't that... Isn't that guy the new Jim from the last episode, the last season of The Office? She's like, oh my god, that is new Jim from the last season. Yeah, is it actually the one who ends up with Aaron at the end, right? No, I was thinking of season two of White Lotus. No, I don't know who you're talking about then. Okay, in the first season, like that really rich guy who's like, they put us in the wrong room. Him. Oh my god, yeah. He's new Jim. The man child. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode, so I gotta say though. Not loving it so far, no? just from that first episode. But maybe my mom's like, the first episode's just setting them up, yeah. and then then it gets really good. I'm like, okay, but each episode's like an hour. So. Uh, as somebody who is always trying not to waste time watching TV, I don't need to be watching. <laughs> um, I got through the first season of White Lotus no problem, mm-hmm. and I, like the second I'm not interested, I just throw a show away. I have no patience for media I'm not interested in. That's fair. But like, I, I gave up on season two, but season one is really, really good. Okay, fine. I'll keep watching it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. I know it means too much to Emma for me to <laughs> give up. Um, but yeah, just from the first episode, I just feel like those types of people, I'm just like, ugh. But that's the point. That's like what, that's the whole point of the show is being like, rich people are the worst. Not the whole point, but like. <laughs> That's, yeah. like, the hook, I guess. I know. I just... Because no one has gotten their consequence yet, they've just been annoying and getting everything they want in the mm-hmm. first episode. I'm like... <sighs> but funny of you to describe a character as that really rich one. <laughs> well, I guess. He just, I feel like, acts the most. Yeah. Like, the worst kind of rich people. Like, the most privileged. Yeah. yeah. Like, the kind of person that you know from school, like, from university, and mm-hmm. you're like... Lori Lachlan kind of parent, mm-hmm. like, who who paid for you to get into this school? Because mm-hmm. you sure did not get here <laughs> on it. from my mother. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you even know who my dad is? Well. <laughs> I remember growing up, my dad was in the school board, and I hated it when people knew who I was. Right. Already, like, my teachers would be like, are you George's daughter? And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> And they always just, like, would treat you a little bit different, mm-hmm. I guess, because, like, your dad is their boss. Yeah. But then also, the students would be like, how come we didn't have a snow day today, Nicole? If you told your dad you loved him today, maybe we would have had a school day. I'm just like, guys, leave me alone. There's, like, one inch of snow out there. We live in Newfoundland. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> We're equipped for this. This is not my fault. You mm-hmm. cannot blame me for this. So when he retired, I was I was pretty happy. He retired. I had like six months left of high school, so I already had like horrible senioritis. Mm-hmm. If there were still people getting on my case about my dad <laughs> and snow days, I would have lost it. <gasps> Did I ever tell you the craziest story about my high school? No, tell me. Okay, this so is my favorite kind of story. this is gonna be the story, and then we'll probably go and have a little break. Sure. So I can't. I should, probably shouldn't name names. I mean, all of this is documented online mm-hmm. um, in the news and everything, so it's not like anything I'm saying is not true. Uh, I was in grade 11, and I was in math class, and they're like, okay, we know your classes are done, but you guys need to stay in your classrooms until we say you cannot. And we were like, that's suspicious. <laughs> you know, that's suspicious. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and we're like, 
everyone's already like, oh, I heard that. I heard that there's like a drug bust happening downstairs. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I heard that like a teacher, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, just everyone's talking smack, like trying to figure it out. And then um, later on, or maybe it was like right before we left. I can't remember. At one point I did see this girl walking down the hallway, like covering her neck um, with like someone, like a paramedic or something. Okay. So we find out later what happened was in the parking lot next to the school parking lot. So with us, um, you know how there's like civic centers with like the skating rinks and all that? Yeah. Um, that was right next to our high school. Mm-hmm. So this happened in the, I think the civic center parking lot. It might have been the Pepsi center at that point. I don't remember. Um, they had some kind of fight. I am fuzzy on the details as to why. I heard it was because someone had drugs in their car and that got their dad in trouble. But blah blah. I don't know. They had this fight scheduled in the parking lot next to our school. One of them didn't even go to our school. I think she lived in like a town that was 15 minutes away. Um, and so, you know, one of them is clearly winning. Like beating the crap out of this other girl. They're two girls. And so the one who's losing literally takes out a box cutter and starts going at her neck. Holy shit! At her neck! <laughs> and so, yeah, she got um, her throat. Someone got their throat cut in this in this Pepsi Center parking lot while we were all just, like, doing math doing in English class, and they were out here <laughs> fighting. And then <laughs> the funniest part is later on, after she was, like, you know, clearly expelled and banned from the school not allowed anywhere near the premises she was in she was in her last year of school and i was also in this facebook group right it was the girls grad dress facebook page so that no one bought the same dress because that would be like the worst thing in the world so she posts in that facebook group of everyone like oh 2016 grad dresses (laughs) and was like hi guys so i won't be able to make it to graduation (laughs) this year don't mind like when they call my name would you all stand up and cheer for me not the box cutter (laughs) and and the worst thing is they didn't even call her name of course they didn't call her name she was expelled i don't know i don't know what she was expecting (laughs) it was insane people still talk about it to this day i went home for christmas um, and hang out with all these people from high school. And I was like, this feels wrong. <laughs> I feel like I'm not supposed to be seeing you people anymore. <laughs> and they started, of course, that came up. I was like, that always comes up when I'm around you people. <laughs> but yeah, every now and then it's like, yeah, box cutter. The people were making box cutter jokes too soon. Too soon after. I mean, also nothing happens there. So you got to talk about something. That'll be in the history books. <laughs> we'll talk about that in 20 years. They definitely will be. All right. Why don't we take a little break there, and then maybe we'll play a game when we come back. Yes, red flags, baby. We're back. Hi. Feeling refreshed. We are feeling refreshed. Energized. I just told everyone about that crazy thing in high school. Mm-hmm. What's like the most iconic thing from your high school experience? I was trying to think. And like we did have quite a rowdy high school. Um, especially like my grade. 
when we were in ninth grade, um, we were known as the girl fight, girl fight grade. The what? The girl fight grade. Because okay. there was a new, like, fight between two girls, like, every week for, like, a month. <laughs> Actually, I believe there was three in one week once. So Jeez. that's what we were called. Um, I was never somebody who, like, enjoyed witnessing fights. I was always just, like, running away, like, <laughs> conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like that now. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, like, UFC or anything is on, I can't watch. Right? No. Like I what? don't like to see people beating each other's faces in. Although, Rhea Ripley. Who's that? She's this woman who's, like, I think it's WWE, so, like, fake fighting. But she's got this, like, really dark goth look. Mm-hmm. And literally everyone is simping for her on mm-hmm. TikTok. The girls, gays, theys. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, ah, punch me. <laughs> Beat me, please. She's so gorgeous. Have you ever been a fan of wrestling? No. I liked it a little bit as a kid, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was just because it was a bunch of beefy men in... Almost no clothes. Exactly. <laughs> um, Sweaty. <laughs> but last summer, for Pride, I went to an event that my uh, friend Hellawar produced, and it was half drag show, half wrestling match. What? So in between the wrestling matches... Which I think they were mostly queer wrestlers. Oh, I thought it was like the drag the drag no. performers were doing their numbers and then yeah. fighting each yeah. other. Okay, that's an idea or, for this pride baby. So you go back and forth and then you put the wrestlers in drag after two. Speaking so of that. <gasps> um, this isn't confirmed yet, but it might be happening. Now there's a wrestler in Halifax named Moon Miss. Okay. And they are they're, so they are Jennifer Crawford, who was on MasterChef Canada. Work. Um, so like they are they are a baker and uh, a chef and also a wrestler, and they're the first non-binary person I ever saw on TV. And nice. I just remember being like, "Oh, you can do that! You can do that! <laughs> That's an option!" <laughs> so yeah, I've I've met them, and they're just even more wonderful in person than they are on the show like they're just lovely and they may be coming to the next gender funk to perform in drag (gasps) that is so cool you heard it here here first folks it might be happening (laughs) it's not confirmed yet but hopefully we'll have them out at least at some point Mm -hmm. when is the next gender funk it is april 28th oh my god so far away april 28th something like that where's your planner (laughs) where's the little book of answers (laughs) yeah um, it was so precious when I interviewed you the first time and you had your little bu- your little planner out. You're like, well, I am ready to promote myself. <laughs> I come to this place, here, at this time. And now, then the next week, you come here at <laughs> this time. That planner that lived in my life for three weeks and hasn't been touched since. No. I know. It was oh. going so strong and then it all crumbled. It only, like, was it once a hand left? Uh, maybe. I no, it, it crumbled before that. No. Yeah. I found... <laughs> I, my mental health already wasn't doing great this February, and mm-hmm. then Emma left to go house-sit for her parents, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, God, I, I have to be alone with my thoughts yeah, this no, whole time. I guess I'll just go on TikTok for six hours today and numb myself. Do you find you talk to yourself when you're alone? I talk to Martin, yeah. the cat. I talk to Penny as well. Because it just feels better than talking to myself. Yeah. And I find I make a lot of noises when I'm because if I'm by myself for a long time, it's as if like some sort of filter gets turned off, <laughs> and I it, it won't be any noises that are in context. Mm-hmm. I'll just be walking through the house and go, Oop! 
<laughs> or just make a noise like that or something. Oh I don't God. know. I, I start to go wacky when I'm alone for too long. No, I think maybe we just make a lot of noises already anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> Like, we watched all of the Bluey that is on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Do you know Bluey? I don't know Bluey. It's this... They're eight-minute episodes okay. about these four Australian dogs. I'm in. <laughs> and it's just like... Uh, it's so nurturing and beautiful. And you're like, why weren't my parents like this? Like, no matter how healthy a relationship you have with your yeah. parents, you're like, why didn't they play <laughs> play with me? It was like every every episode is a different game mm-hmm. that they play. And their parents are so into it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, even in public. And, like, with other people who have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of intense. But the main kid is Bluey. Her little sister is named Bingo. Mm-hmm. Their Bluey dad is named Bandit. Oh. The mom is named Chili. Oh. Okay. Which is <laughs> like mm, interesting, but they're so fun. The only thing that bothers me about that show is that they're always like washing their clothes. Like you always see them putting clothes away or putting Can't them wait. up to dry, but they never wear clothes in the show. Oh. Right. I'm the opposite, where I'm always wearing clothes, but I am <laughs> never, never washing, washing or hanging up or drying clothes. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I understand that. I feel like I used to be so good about having nice and organized drawers and folding up all my shirts. Um, I feel like I still will, like, I'll I'll still do my socks and stuff, and my pants drawer is pretty good, Mm -hmm. but my pajamas and my shirts, I just, like, shove in there as much as I can. (laughs) Actually, you know how those Ikea Malm-style things, like, with the doors that come out but there's no handles on them? Yeah, I have I have that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it doesn't. I don't use it, but I have it. <laughs> the one of the beams like snapped. Oh no. The beam above my like it's fine. You just now you can see into the drawer, you know. Now, mm-hmm. that, but thankfully I keep my dresser in the closet anyway, mm-hmm. so no one can see it. Um, I don't know what I'd think if I saw somebody, if, like, I went out <laughs> on a date or something and went home with them and I saw their, the busted beam of their dress <laughs> and you can just peek right in there. <laughs> no, my process for laundry is I just shove as many things as I can into the washer and then the dryer and then I put it in a hamper. And you live out of the hamper. And then I live out of the hamper until the hamper is empty. Yeah. I should say, I... Don't do most of the laundry at home. Sahan does most of it because he has a much lower tolerance for rewearing things. Let me be clear: he's in the right. I'm in the wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm so bad at laundry, keeping on top of it. And when he gets back, you're gonna have laundry again. Yes. Have you washed clothes since he's been gone? I have. I have washed clothes because when Queera stayed the night, I had to wash a blanket for them. Ah. So then I was like, I'll throw some clothes in here too. Smart. I washed my towel. Look at you. Go. <laughs> Your one towel? I honestly have one towel that I use. I, I, I wash it, but I just, I, like, it's the, so, it's like an expensive towel and I love it. Oh. It's like a fancy, like, thick one. Oh, where is it from? Linen chest. Oh? Mm, where I even is the linen chest? Mac Mall, baby. Me so poor. I'm just like, linen chest? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you mean you don't get all of your towels as gifts <laughs> from your grandma who always goes to Dollarama and is like, they probably need more kitchen towels. <laughs> Better give them some. <laughs> you know what? I would love to get a towel as a gift. It's very practical. Yeah. Do you want some? We have so many towels. <laughs> That's the thing. My nan. Stop bragging. I, I love my nan so much. Uh, when she sends care packages, she wraps things in towels a lot oh. to keep them safe. So then we're just like, well, 
now we have these Rice Krispies that my nan made, <laughs> and also six towels. <laughs> we have, like, no room in there. Mm-hmm. Take a towel when you leave. I would love to. Have, take two. <laughs> we have so <laughs> many towels. <laughs> Kitchen towels and everything. It is ridiculous. I love that. And Sanofi thing, I think. Like, how many kitchen... How often do you think I am just, like, setting my towels on fire? It only happened, <laughs> It's only happened once. Like, thank you very much. Maybe she just sees towels as disposable. Use them once, toss them in the trash. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are from the dollar store. Not... I, I take that. I love the dollar, Emma. I spent Same. so much time there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should go after this. <laughs> and it's, like, good for, like, drag things. Because, like, obviously mm. they look super cheap, but then you can, like, spray paint them to make them look expensive. Ooh, like spray paint like what? So, for instance, I have these little styrofoam balls. Like, it's like a big bag of balls. Mm. And, oh, yeah. (laughs) And when you just take, um, like, gold or silver spray paint and you spray the whole thing, it looks like metal all of a sudden. Ooh. And it's, like, super-duper light, so you can, like, put it on your costume and not worry about it. And it's also just a styrofoam ball, so if it falls off and gets lost, who cares? It kind of reminds me of... Canada's Drag Race with was it Kine is that her name oh yeah yeah her with the bell bottoms yeah <laughs> she's actually doing really well on TikTok have you seen her yeah, I love Kine yeah like Kine is one of the people whose like content got me started sewing they have a bunch of tutorials on how to like make drag things without patterns Ooh. so before I started using patterns I just only followed Kine mm. yeah she does a lot of math stuff on TikTok yeah. and science stuff. I think I had, I didn't realize that they were the same person. Mm-hmm. I think I had known her on TikTok and then saw her on Drag Race, but like, I, it just didn't click that those were the yeah. same person until after I watched it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has that been you this whole time? <laughs> yeah, they have very different personas on TikTok versus Drag Race. Yeah, I think yeah. she was maybe a little afraid on Drag Race, maybe. Mm-hmm. She seemed more like defensive. And mm-hmm. I guess it's like a very scary environment. So it, it makes sense that you would be more like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> don't you look at me. <laughs> well, like, it's, from what I've heard, it sounds like it's, like, long 12-hour days, mm-hmm. where, obviously, we only see an hour out of, like, every three days. So, it, I just can't imagine being so, like, confined, and, like, you can only think about drag while you're there, mm-hmm. and just, you must get burnt out so fast. Especially since you're not allowed any contact with the outside mm-hmm. world. I feel like you'd literally go insane, and that's yeah. what they want, yeah. right? Yeah. They want you to go insane so you make better TV. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's even like that on Canada's Drag Race? Absolutely. Yeah. Ugh. Eve 6000 has come out and said that, like, it, like, it was very detrimental to their uh, mental health. Which one was that again? Eve 6000. I, I gotta trick up my... Sleeve. Do you remember that part? <laughs> is this from season two? Yeah. Okay, I feel like season one was the only one that I, like, really fully okay. absorbed. And after that, I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I think I started two, and then I was just like, eh, and then I, I stopped love watching. I season two. Really? I love it. I think it might be my favorite one, it, which is a controversial opinion. I just love the people. Like, Cynthia Kiss is so lovely. Um, I, Kendall Gender came from that season. And Geometric, who isn't the most popular person in the world, but I love her. Um, <laughs> the names are familiar, but I can't place a single face to those people. Um, I think I you have to watch U6000 on the Rusical, because it is so camp. Because their character is doing reveals, and they're supposed to be bad reveals in mm-hmm. this musical. But like they're also messing up the bad reveals and singing poorly. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they to like they keep on being like I'm the singer of the season and just like trying to make themselves sound like they're gonna do so well. Did oh. they sing live for that one? Yeah. Ooh, I feel like the, how many have they actually sung live for? I think that's the only one. I'm not positive though. Like there was season six where they sang live with like Adore and Courtney. I had the flu while I watched all of season six, so it's kind of <laughs> in a like NyQuil days. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But I think other than though that, I can't think of another time where they actually made them sing live. It'd be so much harder. Either they would like lip sync something that has already been recorded, or they sang them first and mm. then lip sync what they sang. I like it when they do it live. Mm-hmm. That one time that I saw it, I don't think I actually watched the season two of Canada's when they did it live. Mm. Do it. Okay, it's fine. Episode two. I just watched it yesterday as I, as I was napping. <laughs> Because you were na- what? <laughs> like I you watched I, it while you were napping. Yeah, you don't put on a show to nap to. No. It's beautiful. Okay, all I put on. Sometimes I'm watching YouTube, and like, but the thing is, I start to fall asleep. But I every time I hear something, it feels like someone's smacking me on the brain. Oh, I know what you mean. So then yeah. I'm like, I have to turn it off. Okay, if I'm, I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm falling asleep, so I cannot have any any noise mm-hmm. at all. I feel like light doesn't bother me as much but noise like if it's just any little thing i honestly feel like it's in my brain mm-hmm. you know so. it, it gives you like a little brain shock mm. yeah Blech. i know what you mean Blech. but so when i'm like overstimulated and i want to be napping i usually put on a show to like keep my brain uh, focused on something right so i can ease myself into sleep do you like um find that you um spiral a lot oh yeah Absolutely. If yeah. I don't have something to latch my brain onto while I'm overstimulated, yeah. I find I just try to, like, fantasize about, like, some weird storyline or something, mm-hmm. and that's how I fall asleep. I've done that before, too. Sometimes it's a little inappropriate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, what if this happened? <laughs> like, what if seven years ago when I was in school, I, I responded this way instead of this way to oh, this person? that's a whole other <laughs> spiral to go down to. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Do you have any, like, icks when it comes to dating? Or even just friends? Like, tell, me about, tell me about something that really just turns you off. I think I've told you I had a, f- a friend once who just all of a sudden, I was like, I had this, I have a really good gut intuition mm-hmm. about people I, should, should, yeah. I should or should not be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and with her, it was like, we were fine at first. And then one day I was just like, ooh. My body, everything in my body is telling me to not be around mm-hmm. you anymore, so I listened to that. There are a couple people in my first year of university who I got that feeling about, and then um, they were, but they were friends with, like, my friends, so I was like, well, maybe I'm just being paranoid, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then for both of them, I ended up being very correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's the thing, I feel like my ick is never really super, I can't pinpoint why, but, like, I will immediately have it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't dated now in so long. <laughs> but one of the things that happened, um, parents, please do not listen to this. I don't think they would listen to my podcast anyway, <laughs> but just to be safe, um, I was hooking up with this one person. Um, there were a few red flags mm-hmm. along the way. So he picked me up from the mall um, where I was working in a Jeep that I think he, I don't think he made it himself, but it, uh, was definitely fixed by him or Uh-oh. something. I don't remember. I think the doors were like wood. Okay. Slay. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Okay. And then, you know, <laughs> do you ever just get into a stranger's car? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're like, 
isn't this what they told me not to do? <laughs> um, and so we go to Freeman's on Quinpool. Classic. You know, a classic date spot. That's what um, I went on our first date. Ah, on Quimple? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, and, you know, he paid for dinner, and I was like, okay, point for that. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that's what you're supposed to do. No, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we go back to his place, and, you know, we're starting to hook up, and my shirt comes off, and he's like, you have the best boobs I've ever seen. Boobs? He said it like boobs. Ew. I almost, I felt everything inside of me shrivel up and die. And I still went Ew. through with it. It was so bad. I was like, well, I am never talking to this person ever again. That's when you like block <laughs> them before you even leave their house. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was one of the worst hookups I've ever had in my life. And of course, while I was walking home, questioning everything i was like did i really just give myself up for that freeman supper for this horrible experience and then biking home it's probably like one or two in the morning mm-hmm. is like a girl who i was like friends with but we had kind of become friends with benefits a little bit mm-hmm. and i was like of course after this of course i'm gonna run into you mm-hmm. in these deserted streets <laughs> doing what are you doing? biking home she's <laughs> like oh what are you doing i was like uh, having a quarter life crisis <laughs> like what do you mean what am i and then she's like i'm just coming back from whatever it was and i was like okay bye <laughs> not where i'm trying to have a meet cute what about you what do you ick other boobs perhaps does that make your list boobs definitely like <laughs> any sort of like weird juvenile slang for my body would definitely be an ick um, but this is not original at all. I know this is a very common ick, but it has to be like going to a restaurant and the person being like, not, even if they're just neutral towards the server, I'm like, ew, be nice. Just yeah. like smile, say thank you and please. That's all you have to do. Just it's be, so easy. It's like you can do something so small to make that person's day not the worst. Mm-hmm. Please. And I was a server for a long time and... Like, even just a neutral customer can sometimes be something that'll set you off. <laughs> okay, speaking of red flags, we've got a game, baby. We do. Okay, so this game is called Red Flags. It's the game of terrible dates. <laughs> and we're going to switch up the rules a little bit because we only have two people. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to pick a card of, like, um, a good quality in someone, which is one of the white cards. And then we're going to pick one of the red cards, which is a bad quality in someone. Mm-hmm. So let's do a quick little round to do an example. Okay. Okay. This person owns a goose that <gasps> lays designer clothing. Oh. Slay, bitch. <laughs> I was more excited about the goose part. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, but, the goose score. <laughs> but this person tinders during sex. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, so points for the goose. Yeah. I I'll... I'll Gooses anyway. I love geese. And then designer clothing. I wouldn't be somebody, like, in drag, I would be so excited about the designer clothing. Mm -hmm. Out of drag, I'm very much, like, I'm wearing Skechers sweatpants that are, like, kind of dirty at this point. (laughs) And an H&M t-shirt. Like, that's my normal jam. But the profits. Mm. Sell those designer clothing, baby. (laughs) But is the designer, like, here's the question. Is it designer clothing, like, the goose is laying Louis Vuitton and, like, Prada? Or is it, like, the goose has his own designer label? Is it goose brand designer clothing? Is it, like, an artisanal, like, <laughs> local... Yeah. I, think, I was thinking more, like, <laughs> runway fashion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I guess 
open to interpretation. I would say, like, the Tinder during sex sucks, but a goose that lays designer clothing. My thing is, the coordination for Tinder, like, using Tinder during sex, I feel like I need both hands to, just to keep my balance, you know? I don't know what kind of sex this person's having where they can be on their phone and swiping. I've seen... I can't remember what it was from, but there was someone who designed this finger that they plug into their phone that just keeps swiping right on everything, <laughs> so that way they can be on Tinder making matches while they're not even <coughs> look, looking at their phone. Maybe it's Efficiency. like that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Just because of the novelty of the goose, I'm going to have to give this one a smash. Hmm. I think I'll pass. You're going to pass? I feel like I would rather just have the goose. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to steal their goose that lays the golden eggs and run away. See, like, we don't have to, like, marry them. <laughs> I know. I guess, yeah. Smash I'll, just to steal the goose. I would put up a, I would put up with a lot for a goose that lays design a <laughs> All right, let me pick the next two. So this person has the voice of an angel. Aww. Oh my god, is it me? It's you! <laughs> but literally always drunk. Oh no! So, so it is me. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not always drunk. Oh, I've only started recently going out again. Well, on Fridays. Last Friday, not the one that just happened, the one before, but the first time I had like gone to a club mm-hmm. and danced since COVID had started. Mm-hmm. Even before COVID, I wasn't really doing it very much. So, has the voice of an angel literally always drunk? So, like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> you think Ozzy Osbourne has the voice of an well, angel? <laughs> he has a good voice yes. and is always drunk. I would have to give this one a pass, I think. Alcoholism, not cute. Yeah. Not cute. Yeah. I think voice of an angel, lots of people have that. Mm-hmm. That's not a True. good enough quality to justify being drunk all the time. Like, how are you supposed to bring that person to meet your family? Mm-hmm. Or True. To, to keep you safe? Absolutely, I agree. Okay. This oh. person, ooh, owns a solid gold private jet. Can that even fly? I think in this world it can. Okay. <laughs> Only speaks Klingon. Pass. I'm out. Only speaks Klingon? Only speaks Klingon. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not here for that nerd shit. <laughs> okay, I love Star Trek, but I don't know Klingon. I also don't know Klingon. So how would we even meet? How would we even talk? It'd be like one of those <laughs> one of those affairs you see like in Love Actually or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's that doesn't Colin Firth fall in love with someone he can't speak, who doesn't pe- speak the same language as him? I haven't watched that in years and years. I have no idea. I don't, I've watched it once in high school. I feel like that was a same. plot point. Maybe it could be like that, where it's like if you if you don't know it's Klingon and you just think it's like some Eastern European language, you could have a pretty f- fun little affair where you don't know what the other person's talking about. You're right. I think, I think Smash. Okay, I have an idea to spice this round up. We're going to keep these two cards and draw two more. Okay, so this person owns a solid gold private jet, and they're affectionate. <laughs> Just affectionate? Oh my god. They speak only Klingon, and they have been stalking you since middle school. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. No, I can't do it. That's a little weird. Yeah. That's a little, that's a little un- yeah, I think I'm out too. <laughs> That's a pass from us. Wait, can we... Let's keep adding on and see if it changes. Okay, let's add one more. (laughs) Add one more, and then we might have to call it there. Okay. We might have to call in sick. Ooh! (laughs) 
This person owns a solid gold private jet. They're affectionate and they travel a lot. Yeah, they I mean, have a they private have a jet. Okay. And I feel like the white cards aren't good enough for the red cards true. sometimes, which makes it tricky. They have been stalking you since middle school. They only speak Klingon and oh, they're still in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm so far out. It's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't make it better. It didn't make. I just wanted to see if 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 it could get better. But here, I'm finding a plot hole here. Yeah. They're they've, they've been stalking you since middle school, but they're in fourth grade. Since you've been in middle school, but if they're just still in fourth grade, it's like they just keep failing. So maybe they oh. are old, but nice. they just have not passed that many times. So not only are they, like, they did not own that private jet. They're a Nepo baby. Yeah, I'm so far out. Every, every card that we drew, even the good ones. Yeah, just I was affectionate, more period. more out. <laughs> well, this has been a fun way to close it off, I think. Absolutely. So this has been... Gay Expectations. Are you gay? That... Have you expected? <laughs> are you expecting... Oh, that's a good. Oh, oh my we're god. That. We we've been trying to figure out an intro, so you know what? Maybe that's her. Ooh, and maybe for the launch we could be like, we've been expecting. Oh, we could do a maternity photo shoot. Oh my, it'll be like Little Nas X with Montero. Yes. <laughs> or we've been expecting you. We both have to have a belly though. <laughs> oh, do I have to be in drag? You might have to be in drag. Okay, I can do it. <laughs> it's kind of like your job. <laughs> you're right, yeah. Just do it like before you go to a gig, so you're not just getting in drag on a Tuesday. Yes, okay, done. <laughs> genius. Genius, you're genius. <laughs> All right. Where well, can we find you, Nicole? You can find me. I'm on Instagram at NicoleK19. And what about you? You can find me at Diana.B. Tease on Instagram or at my website, whereismyinsulin.gay. Alright, we'll see you all next week. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.